Let's take a look at how a massive avionics upgrade could remake the F-5 into the advanced Tiger. The Northrop F-5 Freedom Fighter is a small, highly aerodynamic and maneuverable jet, which was built around two compact and high-thrust General Electric J8521 engines. The F-5 was designed from the ground up to be an easy-to-maintain, simple-to-fly, inexpensive, multi-role export fighter. With its origins dating back to the 1950s, the F-5 has stood the test of time. It has become a popular export aircraft for many nations and is still in use today globally by several nations as well as the United States military as an adversary or aggressor aircraft. Recently, a company known as Tactical Air Support has been outfitting its fleet of F-5s with advanced avionics and sensors, bringing this versatile third-generation fighter well into fourth-plus generation territory at a fraction of the cost of contemporary fighters. Tactical Air has dubbed their modified F-5 the F-5AT or Advanced Tiger. Today we will take a look at these modifications made by Tactical Air and how the F-5AT could make a sensible addition to countries that need to upgrade their air forces due to the rise of near-peer threats. Today, Tactical Air Support owns and operates some 26 F-5s, many of which are lower-time versions of the Navy and Marine adversary aircraft. The upgrades which take the F-5 into the Advanced Tiger category include open architecture mission computers, data links, tailored operational flight programs which allow for integration of advanced radar systems, including mechanically scanned array or MSA radars, infrared search and track or IRSTs, radar warning receivers, and EA. Additionally, when coupled with a helmet-mounted queuing system, a high off-bore site or HOBS simulated weapons employment can be configured. In keeping with cockpit modernization trends, the F5AT makes use of the Garmin G3000, which includes a 14-inch touchscreen display and a modern user interface to present critical information in a clear format to the pilot. The displays are adapted for use with gloves and are compatible with night vision goggles. Additionally, the G3000 integrates with the F5AT's mission computer while making possible advanced tactical communication, terrain avoidance, ADSB, mapping, and radar features. It should be noted that these components are modular, meaning the cost and time to convert an F5E to an F5AT is minimal. The F5AT carries no live weapons. However, the weapon system can simulate both U.S. and threat air-to-air -air missiles and guns. Defensively, the F5AT is equipped with radar warning receivers. Additionally, the F5AT is configured to carry both internal or external potted electronic attack systems. Performance-wise, the F5AT is capable of speeds of up to Mach 1.65, a service ceiling of 52,000 feet, and a combat range of about 120 nautical miles. Today, most of Tactical Air's F-5s have been converted to the AT configuration. Additionally, in 2018, Tactical Air secured a five-year contract with the Navy to produce adversary training to the Navy Fighter Weapons School, better known as Top Gun. Aside from fourth-generation capabilities and excellent maneuverability, perhaps the most attractive feature of the F-5AT is its operating costs. The F-5 was designed to be a low-cost, easy-to-maintain fighter, and this has been proven to be true in its over 50 years of operational service. Even with the advanced avionics, the F-5AT would cost a fraction to operate and maintain as compared to any other fourth-generation platform. The combination of low-cost, high-performance, advanced avionics should be more than enough for the U.S. Air Force and America's allies to take a long, hard look at the F-5AT. The U.S. military could use the F-5AT as a high-end adversary aircraft, simulating the advanced avionics found on near-peer threats. As an export or upgrade option, 
the F-5AT makes sense for current operators of the F-5, which would be able to quickly upgrade their air defense fleets to higher fourth-generation standards, again at the fraction of the cost it would take to purchase all new designs and airframes. Additional cost savings would be seen in terms of maintaining existing supply chains and training regimens for pilots and maintainers would largely remain the same. Today, there are some 400 F-5s still in service globally, which represent a large pool of aircraft that could be upgraded. To learn more about Tactical Air Support, please visit their website at tacticalairsupport.com. I'll leave a link in the description below. So where did the F-5 come from? What were the factors that led to its development? Let's take a quick look at the history of this venerable fighter. By the mid-1950s, the Air Force had developed a pattern of creating bigger, heavier, and more expensive fighter jets. Edgar Schmood, then VP of Engineering for Northrop, decided to reverse that trend. Mr. Schmood was uniquely qualified to do this, having come from North American Aviation, where he designed both the legendary P-51 Mustang and F-86 Sabre fighters. To break the trend, he assembled a dream team of engineers. The requirements were daunting. Produce a fighter that had high performance, enhanced maneuverability, be exceptionally durable, and still be less expensive than contemporary fighters of the time, such as the F-4 Phantom. On top of this, Smoot also required that the new aircraft have engineered growth potential to allow for upgrades that would extend its service life for over 10 years. This is hard to imagine today since modern airframes have service lives that are measured in decades, but back then it seemed like aircraft were being replaced every few years, which ultimately would be financially unsustainable. The requirement for designing prolonged modular upgrades in an aircraft was a relatively new concept at the time. The actual design effort began officially in 1955 from a Navy requirement that a new fighter be developed which would be capable of operating out of smaller escort carriers as existing fighters were too large and heavy. Northrop's entry into this requirement was given the internal designation N-156, which had several sub-variants. For example, the two-seat trainer version, known as the N-156T, was selected by the Air Force as a replacement trainer for the T-33 in 1956, and in 1959 the N-156T performed its first flight, where it was designated the YT-38 Talon. Ultimately, over 1,100 Talons would be produced, ending production in 1972. The Talon is still in use today. Meanwhile, in an effort to contain Soviet expansion, Congress enacted the Military Assistance Program, or MAP. The MAP put out requirements for a low-cost fighter which could be supplied to less developed nations. The N-156F was exactly such an airplane, and in 1958, three prototypes were ordered. In 1959, at Edwards Air Force Base, the first N-156F flew, breaking the sound barrier on its first flight. In 1962, the requirement for a low-cost export fighter was revived. Tensions were mounting in Southeast Asia, and after winning the FX competition, the N-156F was designated the F-5A. Production began that year, and over 620 F-5As were built, along with 200 F-5B two-seat trainer versions. The F-5A and the two-seat F-5B versions proved to be successful export fighters. Although the U.S. Air Force did not intend to fully adopt the F-5 in large numbers, the move was seen as a political one to prove the effectiveness of the fighter as an export option to other nations. The Air Force initially selected 12 F-5s for combat testing, and after being modified with aerial refueling equipment, upgraded armor and instruments, they were designated as F-5Cs. The evaluation program was known as Scotia Tiger, and this soon became the F-5Cs nickname. The evaluation lasted six months, where the F-5Cs flew over 2,600 sorties, with only seven aircraft lost to ground fire. 
The Air Force concluded that the F-5 was an effective ground attack aircraft, its only drawback being its limited range if aerial refueling was not available. Following this evaluation, the Philippines acquired F-5s for the Air Force, and by 1967, the South Vietnamese, or Republic of Vietnam Air Force, received F-5s, which they used up until the end of the war. Next came the F-5E. Upgrades to the engines, avionics, and structural improvements allow the F-5E to fly faster, carry more fuel and weapons, and has significantly improved sensors. All of this was done while keeping the F-5E an easy-to-maintain, inexpensive-to-fly, and highly maneuverable fighter. The F-5E is still in use today as an aggressor or adversary aircraft by the U.S. Navy and is still operational with over 25 countries. The F-5E's upgrades began around the newest variant of the GE J-85 engines, of which two would be used. The J-85-21 produced 5,000 pounds of thrust output and was a substantial increase from the earlier versions. Accommodating the new J-85s resulted in the F-5's fuselage being enlarged and lengthened, which also allowed for more fuel storage. The result was that the range was increased to over 1,500 miles and the new service ceiling was 51,800 feet. Aside from the engine upgrades, perhaps the biggest change from the F-5A to the E model were the avionics, starting with the Emerson Electric AN-APQ-153 series radar and customers could install other systems as needed. Additions such as GPS, electronic countermeasures, an air-to-air fire control radar system, a lead computing gun sight, and an internal navigation system all contributed to modernizing the F-5. These upgrades made the fighter more lethal and survivable. Additionally, the amount of ordnance that could be carried was increased to 7,000 pounds, and leading-edge extensions were added to enhance maneuverability as well. Additionally, takeoff distance was shortened by incorporating a system which allowed the nose gear to be raised 3 degrees prior to takeoff. The extension is controlled manually by the pilot, and the nose wheel is automatically retracted as soon as weight is taken off the nose wheel or as part of the landing gear retraction process. With its first flight occurring in August of 1972, the new F-5E was given the nickname Tiger II. A two-seat trainer version was also developed and given the designation F-5F. The F-5E and F-Tigers have proved to be a lasting, effective, maneuverable, and easy-to-maintain fighter. The upgrades that would bring it up to the advanced Tiger could be a game-changer for many nations, including the United States. What do you think? Could the fighter designed by the same man who designed a P-51 Mustang continue to blaze a trail into the mid-21st century? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also check out my YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the show notes below. And lastly, you can find me on any social media platform at Pilot Photog. Be well, stay safe, and see you next time. 